0: If you have Medicare Part D, Walgreens can put you at the corner of switching your prescriptions and saving some money. That's because Walgreens makes it easy to switch and save with co-pays as low as $0 on select Medicare Part D plans. Just bring us your prescriptions and we'll do the rest. Switch to save even more today. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy.
1: Applies to Tier 1 generics for select plans. Lot of important nuggets there, gold nuggets. And uh as you were doing that, Adam, I was looking up scriptures about holiness. I felt like the Lord was wanting me to kind of touch on and kinda of, I don't know, I just on him and what he wanted me to what he wanted me to do. So I'm gonna go with that in just a moment. As soon as I get there in Isaiah 35, verses 8 through 10. it says, A highway shall be there, and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there. And the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 2 Corinthians seven one. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In the fear of God. 1 Peter 1.16 reads, Because it it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Revelation 15.4 who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. And in Leviticus 11, 44 and through 45, it says, For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore consecrate yourselves, and you shall be Holy for I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth, for I am the Lord who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God. You should therefore be holy, for I am holy. And there's also another verse, if you'll bear with me, then I'm going to look up here. Also in... 19 Leviticus 19, verse 2. Speak to all the congregation the children of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. And there's also another couple of verses, if you'll bear with me, that I am looking up. And that is Leviticus 20, verse 7. Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord the Lord your God and holy and you know I was I keep I can't get away from this holiness uh on my heart because you know without like I read in Hebrews twelve, without which no man shall shall see God. So in, in all of that, you know, we ha we need to be uh holy You know, because, and I'm looking up another one, if you bear with me. It's in in 1 Corinthians 3.17. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So also there's another one. That I'm, that I'm looking at that talks about joining yourself to a harlot. And so, do um, you know which one that is, Anna? I mm. will just I can look it up if you don't know it.
0: No, I'm not 100% sure. That's
1: okay. Okay, so defiling yourself with, with idols and harlots. So, it's in... Well, I can come back to it as soon as I look it up. Okay.
0: Oh wait, I, I, It's actually 1 Corinthians 6. Okay,
1: 1 Corinthians 6.
0: And this, what, and she's looking it up, what this verse is, uh, what this uh, segment's referring to, is it's talking about being in the temple of God, and it uh, talks about what, you know, not polluting the temple of God with sexual morality. And it says, you know, and she's going to read it, and it's and this verse is talking about any form of sexual morality, mm-hmm. and particularly what she's going to read, uh, you know, Go ahead and read it.
1: Okay, so it talks about in... I'm going to start at verse 12. Actually, I'm just going to read the whole thing. Um, Dare any of you, having a matter against another good way, go to the law unrighteous and not before the saints, Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? And then it talks about these other things here. And then I'm going to go down to verse 12. And it says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomachs for food for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you are bought at a price? Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So our body is a temple of God. The Holy Spirit came out of the Holy of Holies when Jesus, hallelujah, died on that cross, took off the sins of the world, took out every sickness, every everything that, that that was taken and he and he died, was buried, and you know he resurrected. When that you know, when that when that happened, the, the veil tore from top to bottom in the Holy of Holies. The veil that separated God, that separated Holy Spirit from man was torn from top to bottom. It was torn from top to bottom because it was torn from bottom to top. That would mean that man probably did it or could have done it, which, which irregardless of which that was, that was a heavy thing to tear. It was a hard thing to tear. So it was torn, torn top to bottom. And God, God came out of that temple that, 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 that from behind that curtain that separated him, he came out of that Holy of Holies, praise God. And he, and he came to live inside our heart on the day of Pentecost. And you know, when when Jesus came and he and he and he appeared to his disciples, he breathed on them, to "Receive the Holy Ghost." But he didn't say they weren't baptized with the Holy Ghost, but they received the Holy Ghost. And thank God that he no longer lives in earthly tabernacles made by the hand of man, but he dwells in our hearts to ever live inside of us, and that we can intercede through him. And that—that's why we have to be holy. Will we have perfection? No, we're all a work in progress. But everything that is not of God, everything that's of the world, everything that pulls us apart from Him, everything that is not holy, we have to stay apart. We have to be. We have to cleanse this temple, like Jesus cleansed the te- the, the temple of the money changers of the bankers of those days that were that were just. <clears throat> that were ripping off the people and that were selling them bad stuff. And that was, they were just, they, he cleansed the temple. He took any, 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 he overturned the table. And, and he, he just cleansed it. Of that. he says, my house shall be a house of prayer, not a house of Eden, basically. And so he cleansed the temple. And when that was out, the holiness, Holiness, and then the pure, purifying work of the fire that purifies and cleanses and holy, sanctify <clears throat> sanctify means simply to be set apart is what sanctify means so sanctified, set apart and all of that in saying all of that we have to be Diligent in seeking the Lord and seeking holiness, because as Adam said, you know, being diligent in it is is what we what we need to be, and what diligence means, according to dictionary.com, is it means. Is, <clears throat> Diligent means constant in effort. Constant in effort to accomplish something, attentive and persistent in doing anything. A diligent student done or pursued with persevering attention, painstaking, a diligent search of the files. And and synonyms are... um, well, doesn't really matter right now. But the, basically, the diligent is 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 what I just read, and then also tenacious would be another another word to look up. So would be holding fast, characterized by keeping a firm hold, often followed by a tenacious grip on my arm. Tenacious of old habits, highly retentive, a tenacious memory. Adhesive or sticky, vicious or gluttonous. Holding together, cohesive, not easily pulled asunder, tough. So basically, holding on, being tenacious in our seeking the Lord, being tenacious and and, uh, diligent in not only seeking him and his faith and his word, but also holiness, purity, cleansing, with and and being set apart because not not because otherwise we're not gonna seek God, we're not gonna obtain that, we're not gonna get go to glory from glory to glory and to that next level and and keep going to those levels like like we wanna do if we don't seek holiness, and I just feel I don't know I felt it for about maybe well enough time that i'm gonna i'm gonna address that i i feel uh, a strong uh that I need to address pornography here that i i feel the spirit of pornography i i i feel the holy Spirit lay that on my heart and um i am gonna address it so just to know that even though uh lust is of course we know all temptations are from the devil but and all of these things but but knowing that you're defiling your body the, the t- because any sin that you commit outside the body is one thing, but the sin that you commit in in, in the body is is against it, it's joining the it's joining your members to the Holy Spirit. It, it the, and when you watch pornography it's actually like your brain doesn't know the difference. Like if you're going to watch a murder show like a, a, or a CSI or something like that and you see these dead bodies or you see somebody killing somebody on TV, your brain doesn't know the difference. And your spirit certainly, you know, you're letting these things in. So when your body watches, when your brain and your spirit are watching pornography, it's like you're actually there and you're a part of the act. So what you see in pornography, you're actually doing it. And so when you're doing it, then your spirit is joined with those people or persons or whoever, whatever you're watching for numerous, numerous hours is actually joined with those people. So in essence, your spirit is is, is attached and and uh, uh, joined with those the the with that. And so the harlot, like it says in that, so that in all of this for hours and hours or however long it is that you're watching pornography, you are actually in the act. In your heart, in your spirit, and you are committing that, and you're, you're subjecting the Holy Spirit to that. And I don't speak with condemnation at all. I'm just speaking what the Holy Spirit is speaking through me because I don't even feel like I'm talking. So basically, what you're doing is you're subjecting a precious, precious, precious gift, a precious person that's been given to you. And I'm speaking to believers now. I'm not speaking to unbelievers. Maybe when I feel I'm speaking to believers. You are subjecting somebody who's holy to basically having countless encounters, sexual encounters. and And he doesn't want that. He's holy. Why are you subjecting him to that? Why are you grieving him in that way? Why? I plead with you, stop. Stop it. In the name of Jesus, stop it. Say, God, I'm sorry. I break that power. I break the power of lust off of you. Jesus' name is higher than the name of lust. At the the mention of the name of Jesus, every name, every knee shall bow, every name, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And the name of Jesus is higher than the spirit of pornography, the spirit of lust and perversion. I break your power. I cancel you. I render you harmless in the name of Jesus. You have no authority over this believer. I break your power in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over these people listening now that have this problem that will listen in the future or if they don't, whoever's listening, whoever this is for and, and the people that this is for, I implore you, I break its power in the name of Jesus. Stop subjecting pure and holy God to this filthiness and this defile, because if you defile, if you continue, if you continue to defile the temple of the living God, he will destroy that temple. He has given you numerous, numerous chances and if you continue to defile him and his temple that he resides in, he will cut you off without a remedy and he will turn you over to reprobate mind. So in the name of Jesus, the living God, stop it. If you have to say the blood of Jesus 500,000 times Stop it, because I tell you right now, there is the flesh, there is the, the heart, and there is is, is the, the emotions, and whichever one cries louder, that's the one that takes over. You need to feed your spirit, man, and not your flesh, because your flesh is the one that wants that. Your spirit is grieved by that. You're grieving the Holy Spirit, and in the name of Jesus, you need to stop it need to stop it. I hear the cry of heaven. Why do you subject? Why do you subject my holiness to this? Why do you subject my holiness and crucify me and put me up to public shame over and over and over and over and over again? Why? Why do you do this? I put a call on your life. I have a call on your life and your heart yet you subject yourself to this this filth and this defilement and I've over and over again, giving many, many chances. I implore thee, take this chance and make it the final pit stop at this filth, at this pornography. I implore you, before I cut you off without a remedy, and you are to your own devices, in the name of Jesus, stop. And I am not condemning you. Because I didn't even say what the words came out of my mouth. I don't even, I just let him use my vocal cords in my mouth. But, you know, I will tell you one thing. I do feel his, 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 his broken heart by this. I feel his tears. I feel his pain. I feel his grief. Because when you're, you're grieving him, you're hurting him. Would you hurt your best friend like that? So please, I mean, I I literally feel his heart, his 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 pain. He loves you. He doesn't condemn you. Just whatever you have to do, if you have to throw away the computer, if you have to throw away your phone, if you have to, whatever it is, however it is you're accessing it, throw it out, break the computer, give it away, donate it to some place where it's going to be used, not not like that. Is any temporary thing really worth hell? Separation from God forever? I don't think so. I know it's not. So please, stop. In the name above every name, make that choice and stop. And you know, you can call one Seven, four, eight, three, seven, that's one eight, six, six, eight, five, river, and even if there's nobody, I mean there's normally operators standing by from Sunday through Friday, from seven to nine, and then from eleven to one. But hey, you know, if if they're not there, they've even got buttons you can push and you can call for, you can call for prayer for the fire of God or whatever it is. And just, you can call them. So if you, if you have a problem with that, the Lord sees that and he knows that you don't, you don't like that. But the only problem is with pornography, it it gets progressively worse. The more you do it, to where it's like a little thing, maybe aroused you, to where you get more and more. So you're looking at some really sick perversion, where somebody's actually hurting from you, but you're deriving pleasure from that, whereas you're never used to. So, it gets worse and worse. And there was even a a, a, a mass a, a mass murderer, a, a serial killer that that after he was caught. I told the people don't don't do pornography that's how i started he just started with pornography and then it, it excelled to him and all these these perverted violent fantasies that he projected and ended up going out and fulfilling so i'm just i'm asking you to i'm just telling you and and uh the, if you get three by five cards and write down Scriptures that you need to, and if you forget all the scriptures, say the blood of Jesus, and they'll go. But you have to make the decision. You have to, as Adam and I have been saying, we have to do our part. So you have to do your part by being active in your role of stopping the addiction and the perversion. You have to do your part because God can't do it all. And another thing that's scary. As we've said before, he cannot override your will. So if you continue to do that, suppose that you were looking at the pornography and you had a heart attack and you died. You wouldn't go to heaven. You go straight to hell. And I'm not saying that condemning at all. I reiterate, I am not condemning you. I am imploring and pleading and begging with you, please, Make the decision to do your part and ask the Holy Spirit to forgive you for grieving him. And just, it's a journey, but you can do it. You can do it.
0: Uh, Very, very powerful words there. Um,
1: Excuse me. (laughs)
0: we can't we can't uh stress the importance of that enough you know sexual sin um obviously all sin costs jesus's blood but you know uh sexual sin as the bible states uh takes a totally different toll um on our on us uh, when we commit that uh when we commit that sin and i just want to encourage you know it's like if you're not i don't know everyone you know when people that are bound up in this particular sin it's on varying levels but i just want to say you know if you don't, you know, it opens the doors to homosexuality and all kinds of other kinds of perversions. It never stays just at the same place. It always progresses. And, um, that's what I emphasize, you know, I, we want to, you know, and it is a journey, you know, we want to emphasize, you know, but you need to make yourself accountable. The Bible says if your right hand offends, you cut it off. If your, if your eye offends, you cut it out, whatever you've got to do, you know, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get radical. And, um, you're going to have to get radical in order to get free from this. And you know, I do want to make some recommendations. You know, I myself, you know, I'm not condemning. I myself have been bound by this horrible perversion, you know, but I got free. How did I get free? I did whatever I had to do, man, because I knew that it was, it was this or heaven, you know, it was, you know, and I'm not going to hell for this thing. So, um, you know, some things, some things you do, a, you need to be accountable. You need to go to not somebody on your level. You need to go to a leader, somebody, somebody you respect, somebody, but you can trust that you can go to and say, Hey, I've got a real problem here. And. that leader is going to look at you and you're going to go. And if you ever fall, you're going to go to that leader and you're going to say, hey, I fell. And you're going to be honest. You know, know, there's ministers out there that you're in this. You know, I hate to say this, but if you're in this and you're going out and you're ministering to people after engaging in this on a regular, on a continual basis, you're polluting other people. You're actually spreading that lust to other people. I would, I mean, really, I mean, some of you may need to, I mean. You, some of you may need to, you don't whatever you do don't go laying hands on people and stuff like that when you're in this i mean you're a minister but you're a you're a polluted vessel right now some of you may need to like step down from ministry if you you know and say okay i'm not going to impart this to other people you know and you need to go make yourself accountable and you know because of all, we've talked about vessels to honor and vessels to dishonor well guess what right now honestly you're acting as a vessel of dishonor so you need to like be, let God clean you up and go through this process that you can be a vessel of honor. Amen. Like if I was still, if I was still out there doing this, there's no way on God, I fear God. There's no way on God's green earth. I would like do that and then try to do this radio show and like minister and impart to people. There's just no way, you know? Um, so what did I do? I, you know, I would go to pastors. I'd make myself accountable, whatever I had to do, you know, as far as the internet goes. I mean, we, we live in an age where everyone's got a smartphone, you know, if you have to get rid of the Internet on your phone, uh, whatever you've got to do to make sure, you know, you're single, you're alone all the time, hey, I get it. But you know what? Get rid of the Internet on your phone, whatever it is got to do. Um, you know, the, the, there's 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 things you can download on your phone that actually block that stuff. Um, you know, a really good one that's been recommended by many is called, I want to recommend, it's called the K9 browser, K number nine browser. Very, very strong. It actually blocks that stuff. Download it get somebody to help you, and get it to where it cannot be erased from your phone so that it'll block that stuff. Because not only does it block the stuff from your phone, it actually... It actually blocks you from using any other browsers. Why? And you say, well, I feel silly. I don't feel like I'm really free if I'm doing that. Well, this is a, a, a progressive thing, but you're doing what you got to do to keep, you know, people that struggle with alcohol shouldn't go hang out in bars. People that struggle with cocaine addiction probably shouldn't go hang out in drug-infested areas. So in the same way, if you've got this temptation in front of you, then, hey, whatever you got to do, get rid of the Internet, anything you've got to do. But if you're really, really serious, you know, you'll do it. And uh, there's lots of people that have gotten free from it, and so can you. It's, a, it's a, and and right now we just want to pray right now for deliverance right now in the name of Jesus for people struggling with that spirit right now. Say this with me if you want if you've been bound in this sin and you want to repent, you can say this with me. Say Jesus, I'm sorry. I rededicate my life to you. Forgive me of my sins. Please help me. I make a choice today to consecrate myself afresh to you. I'm sorry. Please deliver me. Help me walk through this journey. I come out. I will do whatever I have to do, but I will be free. I make that commitment to you now in Jesus' name. And, you know, and it's just like I said, start going forward. Make yourself accountable. Don't don't keep this in the darkness. The Bible says confess your sins one to one another that you may be healed. And uh, lastly, we've been talking about the fire of God. Man, you need the Holy Spirit. I think I know a lot, you know, without the Holy Spirit, you have no hope. You have no power. So right now, We are going to give, I just want to give a, uh, first I want to, before I go any further, we want to give a call for people that want to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We want to do that, and we're going to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost to help you walk above sin. You need the fire of God. So right now, if you're not, if you've not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or you want to rededicate your life, the Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It says for whosoever. Shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you want to accept Jesus, I say this: We say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, set me free. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with power to live for you. In Jesus' name. And right now, I just pray. And if you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, say this: Say Jesus. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost, fill me with power to live for you, as Deborah stated earlier, If earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will he not give the Holy Ghost to those that ask him right now, just begin to speak out that new language don 't pray in english, don 't pray in spanish don 't pray in any other language that you know. If I faith you begin to speak out some new syllables a new language will start coming out, you begin to feel the power of God. Just begin to speak it out right now. <laughs> book jude 20 says build yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the holy ghost amen so it's very very important very very crucial you say i don't agree with that well i mean you need the power of god it's all about how serious you are and how much you want to walk with him amen
1: all right you know that's uh it's very uh important and i just you know i want to i know we only have about 17 minutes it seems like the night we have so much information tonight Adam uh giving and and the Holy Spirit's taking us in directions and I just feel I want to give out the phone number anyway, even though we've got seventeen minutes. feel free to call if you need prayer for anything uh the the area code is six four six eight i mean six six eight two zero nine three that is six four six 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 eight two zero nine three and call for anything that you need to call for. If you have a request, a comment, a question, feel free to call. And also, Adam, as you were sharing about, you know, if you're in ministry, you're laying hands on people or pastor. One of our pastors was talking about how uh, they had a guest uh, speaker over a guest pastor, but they didn't really, at the time, they made the mistake of not looking into their, their history and what they were all about and, all of a sudden the congregation members after this guest pastor had left who had, by the way, laid hands on them, uh, sometime after he left, uh, these people were coming to him and this one guy who'd never had a problem with lust, all of a sudden having these perverted thoughts and was wanting to do I think they may have even got into pornography. And actually it, it took this person out, I think. I don't know if they ever actually came back from it. They may have. And then this other person was um uh this actually this lady An older lady, she had never had an impure thought in her life. You know, if she did, she cast it down. And she, she was starting to have all these thoughts. So when we lay hands on people, yes, there's an impartation. But if you're, you know, if you're living a double life and you're living an act of sin, you know you have a problem with it. Then it's your responsibility to not lay hands on anybody. You need to take it. And don't let pride get in the way of that and don't let the enemy lie to you saying, Oh, what will people think or yada yada yada. You need to just do what you need to do for the sake of their souls because you're accountable for them. So you need to just not lay hands on anybody until things are right and if not, and we're just we're just believing God with you that that all things are are gonna be well. And okay, so the righteous man falls seven times, the Lord picks them back up. Seven times. Does so the righteous man fall, oh, he picks him up. Okay. And there is now therefore no, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So the enemy is the one that condemns. There's a difference between con- condemnation and conviction. A huge difference. And when you when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he, he throws our sins as far as the east is from the west and on the bottom of the sea of forgetfulness. So if he has forgiven you, who are you not to forgive yourself? You don't have that luxury. You're not God. You can't condemn yourself. Because as I have said in other shows, God gave me a couple of sentences. When you are in self-condemnation, you come into agreement with with the enemy and his lies. Why not come into agreement with me, the truth? Who is the truth? I am the way, the truth, and the life. So basically... Don't come into self-condemnation. You're coming into agreement with the devil. Come into agreement, God, who is the life, who is the truth, the way and the life. Stop beating yourself up. The devil can do a good enough job. Do you really want to help him? Besides, if you don't forgive yourself, it says in the scripture, you don't forgive others, including yourself, you won't be forgiven. So and if you go back don't let the strong man come in because the, the 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 evil spirit will go out and he'll wander looking for dry you know he wanders dry in desert places looking for rest seeking none and then he comes back and finds it, finds it swept swept and and clean but then he he goes and finds seven other seven other spirits evil spirits m- more powerful than he is and takes it back to them and they, their condition is worse off than than what they began with But we we love you. God loves you. You're not condemned. Walk in victory. God gave you the victory. He's helping you up. Get up on your feet. And when, when he gave me those words, I didn't feel his condemnation. I felt his broken heart and his love for you and your struggle.
0: Amen. And, you know, So the, the deal is, is like, it's just not something you can just choose to justify and live in anymore. You know, it is a journey, but you know what, there's no reason that you can't make some steps, you know, like I said, I've, I've dealt with this, but there was a time when I, you know, when it was my last time. So the point is, is that you walk free from this and, um, and you don't have to go back to this again, accountability. And I won't say this about like thoughts, you know, I remember, um, you know, a lot of people, they, they deal with thoughts and Hey, and I'm, but, um, you know, Joyce Meyer said a really great thing. She said she was playing with thoughts, and she just kept fighting and wrestling with these thoughts. And God I just spoke to her and says, well, why don't you just think about something else? Now, that, now, now that's a little too simple for you. but and Let me tell you what. That was a breakthrough for me because the Bible says to cast on every height and imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. But how do we do that? Well, we don't do it by just telling it the thoughts. We do it by whatever things are holy, just, faithful, pure, and true, we think on these things. You can literally choose to replace your thoughts. You can tr- God's not gonna control your mind for you. You have to do that. So literally when a thought comes into your head, you actually have the power to say, No, I'm gonna actually choose to think about something else. You can literally say you can literally choose to think scripture and like say, I'm not gonna I'm gonna think scripture and I'm not gonna think and I'm not gonna think anything else. Period. And, you know, and if you lock your mind onto a certain thought, no other thought can actually come in. So you can actually cancel out bad thoughts by thinking other thoughts, you know, and you have to rise up. You know, it's like we live in a world that is actually diametrically opposed, designed to be opposed to us with all the images and things that surround us. And I remember I asked God one day, I was like, well, God, you know, why do I still struggle with sin as a Christian? And God spoke to me, he says, well, the next time you you see sin coming your way, I want you to point at it and I want you to say that you're dead to it. The Bible says to reckon yourself dead to sin. So you, have, you can literally, with the authority in Christ, you can literally look at sin and say, no, I don't have to do this. I'm dead to this. You can rise up by the power of the Holy Ghost and say, no, with the Word of God, no, I'm dead to this. And I can think of times when I've been getting bombarded with images, and I would literally point at them and say, no, I'm dead to this. And it was like as if – it was just like the grace would come, and I didn't even want to look at it anymore. So why? Because your flesh wants it, but you have to take authority over your flesh by the Spirit of God. Amen. It's by his empowerment.
1: Right. And also, you know, the spirit and the flesh are, are constantly they're I mean, they're totally enemies, you know, against each other. And the spirit doesn't want to, the flesh doesn't want to do what the, the spirit knows is right. And so they're constantly in battle. And um, so that's, that's not, that's uh, just. They're constantly, constantly in battle. And in um, what well, you're talking about, casting down every vain thought. In 2 Corinthians 10, um, starting off with, we'll just start off with verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent and bold toward you, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I'm present with that confidence. Wherewith I think to be bold against some, which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity. Every thought to the obedience Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. And the other thing that you were you were mentioning was I'm not exactly sure the verse I know, I'm pretty sure it's in Philippians, but I, I hadn't had to memorize it for Bible college, and I was just actually quoting it to myself today earlier. So it says, "Finally, brethren, whatsoever things." are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. So basically, think on happy thoughts, because I was thinking about something that you know i was kind of bummed about and god god you know that the that scripture came up in my in my spirit to fight that and so i just wanted to share that
0: Amen. And, you know, so it's absolutely crucial. And you just want to, you want to emphasize, you know, the Bible says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. So it's not, you know, it's not like it's so, man, you know, it's like, I just sinned some, I'm going hell no. If you sin, you have an advocate with the Father. But you know, you do have to overcome it. You know, when you when you're in Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Your spirit man is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When God comes and deals with you, and get, He's really telling you by the Spirit, you have to still rise up and overcome your flesh. God doesn't overcome your flesh for you. You overcome your flesh by the power by the power of God. That's why we're overcomers. I mean, it's like He has overcome the world, so we're, we have to overcome the world. It's not we just sit around and uh, do our best and. You know, God's good with whatever we do, and one day we'll go there because of grace. No, he's given us the power to overcome. You know, this wimpy Christianity, oh, I'm I'm struggling in the world, you know, that has nothing to do with real Christianity. By the Spirit of God, you can rise up and you can overcome this or any other thing that you're battling with. You know, um, there's a great revival coming, you know, and there's a great glory that's going to be coming to the church. And these, these people, the people that choose to prepare themselves now, will be, the, will be the ones that walk in it. But also coming with this glory, there's going to be people that we're going to see, they're going to wind up like dropping dead in the church. There's people to say, oh, God, send your glory. But if God sent his glory, a lot of people would probably drop dead right now. Why? Because Ananias and Sapphira did in Acts chapter 5. They thought they could walk into a a glorious, Holy Ghost-filled service and blatantly lie about their offering and think everything's going to be okay, and they dropped dead. So that, you know, we need to be careful. It's like, God, I want to be close to you. Okay, well, you understand, if you're going to draw close to God, God's going to start working a purifying work in you so he can be close to you. you Know, Um, I asked God one day, I was like, well, God, you know, if, if I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then why do I have to walk at this place of like, you know, extreme of like holiness and reverent fear of you in order to like be close to you? And God's answer to me was because if I begin to reveal my secrets to you and I re- begin to reveal the things of heaven to you and then and then you, you start walking in sin and you start disobeying me, then there's going to be a greater judgment that's coming on that comes on your life and to the point where even if you walk away, that there's no return for you. So God out of his so understand if you want to be close to God, there is holiness that has to come with it. Amen.
1: Right, because we are held accountable for what we know. And what what God entrusts us to, what what he what he teaches us and what great men and women of God imparts to us, we are responsible for that. And so sometimes because a lot of stuff that you're imparting us, we get taken we had the, we get meat, steak, mm-hmm. filet mignon at every service that we go to, and every class that we took in Bible college. So we're we're held accountable for that and what we do with it. And um, you know, so with that is is uh, I just wanted to, I know we have like about four minutes, but you know you can never know. I mean, I guess I could give the number, but might have to just do like a really quick one and, 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 but it's uh 646-668-2093. And uh, um, Adam and I were speaking about a, an event in Washington, D.C. that we think is going to really, well, in fact, we know it's going to, that we really know is going to, is going to be an awesome event. And I'm going to play this commercial for you real quick. It's only like It's like 29 seconds, so we we still still have time for that. We're going to come back and give you some more announcements. But hey, you are loved. You are valuable. You are precious. So stop beating yourself up, and hold on for the commercial.
0: My name is Rodney Howard Brown, and I'm inviting you to come to Celebrate America, held at the Daughters of the American Revolution Constitution Hall for the first three weeks in July. Celebrate America is going to be a spiritual invasion of a Jesus kind. Your nation is counting on you. The only hope for America is another great spiritual awakening. Celebrate America is July the 1st through the 19th nightly meeting at 7 p.m., and then mass evangelism in the mornings on the streets. Enlist today for free at CelebrateAmericaDC.com. CelebrateAmericaDC.com.
1: And there we have it, so celebrateamericadc.com. You can go register there. You can make plans to go to Washington, and that starts July 1st through the 19th. And uh, there is, um, Adam's going to get me a ticket from off of the counter over there so I can read it to you of when the times are. (laughs) I'm like pointing to him. He's like, what, what? we got like two minutes, okay. All right, it's Daughters of Revolution, Constitutional Hall, 1776 D Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., July 1st through 5th, 2014, that's Tuesday through Saturday, July 8th through 12th, Tuesday through Saturday, and July 16th through 19th, Wednesday through Saturday, 7 p.m. nightly. So you can pre-register for that at celebrateamericadc.com, or you can call eight one three nine seven one nine 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 nine, extension extension two two one. And if you have any prayer requests, comments, questions, testimonies, email fire talk radio, the number two dot tk. So it's Fire Talk Radio, the number two dot tk, and also Bible College, RBI, or School of Government, or School River School of Worship is starting up in in August. So if you want to make plans to be here at thirty-seven, thirty-eight River International Drive, Tampa, Florida, we've got like less than thirty seconds, and all of those announcements. And I can you think of any others?
0: The only thing we're going to say is regarding that America event, you say "What what's that to do with the fire of god? It's everything to do with the fire of god. because only the fire of god is going to change America. We're beyond the point where a political party, a new a new president in, in New Con anything like that, we're beyond that point. We have to have the fire of God coming in, changing America, and that's what this event is. It's not just a bunch of meetings. We're actually going in directly into the heart of Washington, D.C. with the power and the fire of God, telling people about Jesus, winning souls to Jesus, telling people about the love of Jesus, and bringing the fire of God to change the nation.
1: Right, and we got like 15 seconds left, So, and, and you know, Jesus is a baptizer and the Holy Ghost. And fire, fire, fire right now, fire God, the fire of God, fire God, right now in the name of jesus a fire god in the name of jesus we love you until next time